Chances are, you came here wondering what is so important about the Plains Native Americans. Well, three very important tribes in this region were the Cheyenne, the Sioux, and the Blackfoot. Three individuals that were in these tribes, as well as some other tribes in the region, were Jim Thorpe, Crazy Horse, and Sitting Bull. These tribes and individuals helped pave way for the new Native Americans to come, and also to force back the U.S. government from taking their land. I'm Carson. I'm Jackson. I'm Allie. I'm Adriana. I'm Brian. And I'm Tara. First up is Jackson with Sitting Bull. First, let's talk about what Sitting Bull did in Native American history. When he was only 14, he joined his first war party. It was crazy. Now, let's talk about his background. Sitting Bull's real name was Satanka. Now over to Carson with Cheyenne. You might be wondering what they wear, what the Cheyenne wear, and also what they do every day. Well, the men were either warriors, chiefs, or hunters. The women would cook, take care of the kids, and they also ran the camps. The women would walk around in dresses made out of deer skin, and the men would walk around in war shirts and leggings. They both wore moccasins. Cheyenne believed that there was a god underground and a wise one above. They held ceremonies to remember these spirits. Jackson? Sitting Bull lived in South Dakota near what is now Yellowstone River. He was born in 1831, and he died on December 15, 1890, by a gunshot from the Indian Agency Police. One thing that stands out about him is that he refused to live inside of the Sioux Reservation, saying it was like a prison. Carson? Cheyenne also lived in South Dakota at a time, but they weren't always there. At one time, they lived in Colorado, and when they were in Colorado, they lived in earth lodges that they made out of dirt and mud. In South Dakota, they made they were in teepees made out of uh, buffalo skin. Do you know what your great-great-grandfather was like? I do know some, but not a lot. Like what? I do know that he was a great man, and he was involved in the Battle of the Little Bighorn. Sorry, my mom is calling. I'm Sitting Bull was getting older. White men were coming into his land because they wanted to settle on the West Coast. More and more white men came each year, and they forced the Native Americans out of their land. Around 1863, Sitting Bull started to fight back against white men. The U.S. also forced the Cheyenne out of the land by their law. Before 1700, they lived in Minnesota, and then they moved to the Plains. In the 2010 census, the U.S. recorded that there were 11,000 Cheyenne in the country. Cheyenne are remembered for their buffalo hunters and, and also chiefs, black cattle, and donuts. The Blackfoot. Hi, I'm Tara, and I'm going to tell you about the Blackfoot. The Blackfoot people have lived in small bands throughout the northern Great Plains. Also, the Blackfoot lived in teepees made from bison hide and wooden poles. The Blackfoot have their own language in the Blackfoot region. The Blackfoot wore clothing made from deer skin. The, the Blackfoot's main food was from bison. They hunt other animals if necessary, such as deer, elk, and rabbits. The original name of the Blackfoot is a mystery. Some people say they got the name because they dyed their moccasins black. The early Blackfoot people had little in the way of the government. Hi, welcome back to trying to listen to the Blackfoot. Now, they lived in bands, and each band had a chief. Their teepees are easy to knock down, but easy to put back up. They are fierce warriors, and they protected their land and their territories from other tribes such as the Lakota Sioux and the Shoshone. The Blackfoot signed treaties with the U.S. government that were later broken. When pitching a new camp, the Blackfoot tribe always built their teepees with the entrance facing east. The four tribes making up the Blackfoot nation are the Northern Pigeon, Kana, Siksika, and also the Northern Pigeon. They sometimes had a... Hello, I'm Brian. Thank you for coming back to listen. Jim Thorpe accomplished so many things. I will tell you one. He won He won the 1912 Olympics pentathlon and decathlon with a shoe he found in the trash and a spare shoe from another racer. 
The reason he had to do this was because he had his shoes stolen before the race. Now I'm gonna answer. Now I'm gonna tell you the answer to the question I asked you earlier. Jim Thorpe, as you guessed, probably from listening to me, is the. Now back to the Blackfoot. The Blackfoot enjoyed decorating their clothing and their teepees. They often painted designs on their teepees. There are around 32,000 Blackfoot people in Canada and the United States today. Around 7,000 live on the reservation in Montana. That is it for the Blackfoot. That great introduction. Now on to Jim Thorpe. Jim Thorpe played football for the Canton Bulldogs, which is not a team anymore. That's unfortunate. Now on to Allie. Today we're talking about the Sioux stories, beliefs, and tribes. Let's get started, shall we? Hey, Addy, did you know that Crazy Horse was a part of the Sioux tribe? No, I didn't. That's interesting. He was one of the leaders of the Sioux. Another was Sitting Bull. Next, fun facts about Crazy Horse. Well, did you know that Crazy Horse's mother's name was Rattling Blanket Woman? His mother had... He also had a daughter that they named They Are Afraid of Her. The Sioux lived in the states of Minnesota, North Dakota, Montana, Iowa, and Wisconsin. The Sioux believed that plants, animals, and all things had power. They truly believed that if the Sioux behaved well, all that good power would transfer to the animals and plants. But if they behaved poorly, that negative power would hurt them. They would do special dances and ceremonies while people would smoke pipes and share their dreams and visions. They believed those were ways to talk to powerful beings. So let's take a visit to our magical scissors so we can cut through time back to 1864. Hello, I'm Crazy Horse, the leader of the Sioux tribe. Hello, I'm Allie. Would you mind if I asked you some questions really quickly? Of course not. So for starters, what are some popular foods the Sioux tribe like? Elk, bear, wild turkey, and potatoes. Oh, okay. Well, do you have any enemies? Our greatest enemy became the tribe of the Blackfoot. Well, we have to go now because the tribe is our horses again. Um, okay. Thank you for your time. Next up, Carson and Jackson with Tribe Store. Now for the storytelling part of this podcast. First up, Cheyenne with Eye Juggler. There was a man that could send his eyes out of his head on the limb of a tree and call them back, saying, Eyes hang upon a branch. White man saw him doing this, and he came crying. He wanted to learn this, too. The man taught him, but he warned him not to do it more than four times a day. White man went off along the river. When he came to the highest tree he could see, he sent his eyes to the top. He thought he could do this as often as he wanted, disregarding the warning. On the fifth time, his eyes stayed there. All day he called them down, but they would not come down. He grew tired and fell half asleep. A mouse ran over him, and he closed his eyes so that the mouse would not see that he was blind. At last, one sat on his breast. This could be used as food. The mouse went on his face, trying to use his hair. The man told the mouse that his eyes were upon the tree. The mouse saw it, and he said he would, under one condition he would release him. So the white man said he would give the mouse one eye. The mouse took one and gave the man the other one. The man could not see very much with it because there was flies and moss all over the eye. Buffalo went by, and the man stood near him, crying. He said that the buffalo would help me in my troubles. Buffalo asked him what he wanted. He said he needed an eye, so the buffalo put one of his eyes into the man's head. Now you can see, this one did not fit into his socket, so that that's the end. Now, for the last story, it is, it is called A Teton Ghost Story. Long ago, there was a large band of Dakota Sioux Indians who had spread to a village in the present Jackson Hole Basin of Grand Teton National Park in Wyoming. The Teton Band flourished, and its people were healthy and strong because they ate plenty of buffalo meat. Usually, when they camped for the night, a crier would go among the lodges and call, There will be many buffalo tomorrow. Be on the alert. One day, after the Tetons returned to their camp from a hard buffalo hunt, the young man announced that he wished to marry the most beautiful girl in the tribe, the chief's daughter. Her father said, I will not give you my permission until you bring me many horses. 
So the young Indian set out in search of many wild horses, hoping to please the chief and win his beautiful daughter for his bride. While the young brave was away, his tribe abandoned their regular campsite and moved elsewhere. Later, the young Indian returned to the deserted camp with several captured horses. As it was late in the day, he thought he would take shelter nearby in a solitary lodge. At first, he could not find a doorway to the lodge because the, the sides were covered halfway up with sod. Finally, he managed to make an entrance. Inside were four high posts that had been driven into the ground. The posts supported a kind of burial bed. On the bed lay a woman whose clothes were ornamented with elk's teeth, but she, she turned her head looking down at the young Teton brave. He immediately recognized her as a member of his tribe, but now she was a woman ghost. They stayed there for a long time, and she became his wife. One day, he said to himself, I think I'll go on a buffalo hunt. Although he did not speak aloud, the ghost woman knew his thoughts and said, You, you are hungry for buffalo meat? Mount your horses and ride back to the bluffs. When you come to the buffalo herd, rush into the center of them and shoot the fattest one. Bring home the hide and buffalo meat. Roast the meat and bring me a share before you eat yours. The young Teton Indian brave left and followed Ghost Woman's instructions. When he reached the valley, he came to a large herd of buffalo. He changed his ho he charged his horse at full speed into the middle of them and shot the fattest one. He skinned it and cut up the meat, carrying the robe and meat upon his pack horse. He scored a large piece of meat and roasted it until it was cooked enough. Then he took it to Ghost Woman who was standing in the center of the lodge. Her husband was startled to see her standing there. Rows and rows of beautiful beadwork decorated her leather clothing. Already knowing what the young brave was thinking, she said, Please not be afraid of me. From that time on, they talked freely and planned what they would like to do. The young Indian brave said, Why don't we begin our life together, like our parents did when, we, when they first married? But the ghost woman replied, No, no, that would never do, because we will need to pitch our tent during the day and travel by night. The young brave wondered about this arrangement. That's how it happened that they traveled at night. Ghost woman walked ahead with her head covered, never saying a word to her husband as they traveled. Her legs were invisible. She made no noise as she floated along, ghost-like. Whenever the young Teton Indian brave thought about anything, ghost woman already knew what it was what it was that he had in his mind. Is this why the Teton Indians say, Beware of ghosts, because ghosts know all things? They say ghosts know when the wind blows and which ones. Ghosts know when there will be snow. Ghosts know when there will be thunder and lightning. And ghosts are glad when the wind blows, because they can float along more swiftly as they travel from place to place. This is why Teton ghost women and the young Teton brave lived. Their tribal people never found them again. The chief's daughter wondered why her young brave never returned to her. Finally, the young brave also became a Teton ghost, floating along with the Teton ghost woman every night forever. Hopefully you guys learned a bit about the Cheyenne, the Sioux, or the Blackfoot. Maybe you even learned a bit about Sitting Bull, Jim Thorpe, and Crazy Horse. Make sure to check out the other Cougar Cast episodes on Anchor FM, and we're signing out. See ya! See ya.